Hello, Tom. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Um, I'm okay a bit. It's just hot. <laughs> you always got to say something. You can't. You can never just say, yeah, I'm all right, thanks. I want to tell the I'm, truth. I'm doing well. In good spirits. No, because then it's the classic, like, rewind of every British conversation is, oh, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I'm trying to switch it up by actually telling the truth. <laughs> Always getting us off to a great start. <laughs> All right. Um. So this is a big one. How are you, I, I, Sophia? Yeah. No, I'm good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How yeah. are you? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually doing really well today. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my mind just instantly went to the topic of today, um, which is a bit of a a tough one for me because it's essentially like putting, um, like my gender on the chopping block. Right. Okay. Um. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, do you really think that? Well, it obviously we're going to be focusing a lot on it, but yeah, I I don't know. It's not. It's it's a much needed light that needs to be shone, and I'm yeah. Hopefully today we'll explore. I mean, that my topic. view is if you're if you're part of the problem, then you're gonna feel triggered and offended and all this yeah. sort of stuff by it but if you if you see it for what it is then it's it's really just an analysis of something that you know exists but you're trying not to participate in or you know is wrong yeah i don't I, know like as a man you're not you're not looking at all of this going oh my god i can't believe i did that are you no you know what it is it's just sometimes i feel like when we have our conversations and like if we have not if we we don't really necessarily have an opposing view on this one we're actually pretty much aligned from what i've heard from our previous conversations but sometimes like i have like this weird dynamic in my head that like we're like on a debate team and you know yeah. like in debate team sometimes you may not necessarily um agree with what you've been given to debate um but i just feel like by virtue of like being a man i'm unfortunately do you get what i'm saying i feel mm-hmm. like some I have, I'm team man in this but I, I don't like I don't know it's just it's probably just my not my ego it's just something like some sort of insecurity that's just flaring up but either way this is an important conversation that I think needs to be held especially in yeah. the backdrop of recent events like namely, let's talk about those well wait, let's introduce the topic what, well what? yeah we we're not really sure what to call this one um so for once you know whatever the title is you know before we do (laughs) (laughs) but what we did what what happened was a while ago um there was some things circulating with ti um he he was on a podcast and he talks about how he takes his uh then 18 year old i think um or 17 year old uh daughter to the gynecologist to check that she's a virgin um and that she he was really proud of this and he was really you know kind of he felt like he was he, doing his bit to protect his daughter well let's not try and rationalize it no he, i'm just he, saying where he was he was he was going he he that's what he did okay we'll go into why he did that or what what was extremely wrong about that um and then he he went on the red table talk which is hosted by jada pinkett smith and family to sort of unpack the the fallout that came up from that revelation where these sort of three women were sort of interrogating him on it and saying you know can you see how that could be perceived in a different way or can you see how that was wrong or how you controlled you you know that was coming from a controlling place now circle back to a, a more recent event which is that it's come to light or it was revealed or whatever you want to call it that Jada Pinkett Smith herself has sort of gone into hot water because it was kind of it came out that she had a relationship with a, a guy called August Alcina and this was during her marriage to her husband of 25 plus years uh don't know if you know him Will Smith um and they did a red table also to basically unpack that and to the fallout of that on social media they were like oh black twitter that came for us we've got to like put them correct anyway so we so there's two things here right there's the the way because we you and i got into a mad 
mad discussion about TI and I'm confused as to why we didn't put that on the podcast actually looking back but we were fired up and maybe it wasn't the right time to be I feel like this has added an extra layer to it (laughs) well I'm saying like I feel like we're in a calmer place where we can look back in hindsight and like understand what all the dynamics were but there's that this sort of I guess the the way men treat women even your own your own child how how you as a man feel you need to quote protect women and how that manifests right and then there's the other side of it which was uh you know this most recent thing about i guess who gives permission whatever you know who gives permission when when somebody transgresses in a relationship what are the double standards that come out of that but also there was a lot of um kind of uh i guess debate around how how it came to be in the first place so basically everyone's crapping all over will smith like he's 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 not man enough to keep his woman in check and he's basically become this meme where you know anyone that it's basically a a a conversation about control is what i'm is what i'm envisioning well i see i see it i see those but then like touching on the how will smith has been received i also see the like him the element of him being shamed um and I feel like, as I was saying to you yesterday, like if the shoe was the other, on the other foot, yeah, um, people would be more sympathetic towards how he's been feeling. But instead, it's like, oh, you failed. You're not man enough. You, I've I've seen stuff where like people are like you've lost your entire household. Um, yeah. Tupac has been living in your rent in um, living in your mind rent free. Um, like people so are heavy. savage. Like, and it's just, I I don't know. I just feel like, um. I've not, for once, I've not joined in this fray because I feel like I can see that Will's potentially hurting here. This isn't an easy thing to deal with, even if they put up that brave face that they put up on. I, it's I, I haven't watched that red table talk, it. but like, you can see it. It like the guy's going through a tough time, but I feel like everyone's just dogging on him and just like. And taking... the question is, is like, would that have happened if it was a woman? Yeah, like right? so. I guess. How do we ta- how do we tackle this? Let's start with Ti and, and that whole situation because that conversation should have been cut. Had. That's clear. And then we'll, as and then we'll come back to um, Will hippie, and Jada. Yeah. So just to give context, so he so he went on this podcast and said, you know, I take my daughter to the gynecologist and I check I get her checked by a doctor I put a post I can't remember like the the full-on details as a while ago but I put a post it on her door to say right 9am tomorrow gynecologist check 18th birthday like this is what we're doing um she doesn't get a say in it necessarily apparently you know she agreed to it but just the whole premise of checking your daughter for virginity to just double check that she's not transgressing, she's not doing anything that you're not fully aware of, basically controlling your daughter, controlling your child. Um, and then, you know, as that as that sort of surfaced, a lot of stuff came out about, well, obviously he's not treating his son that way. I think they did a reality show where his, his son revealed that he lost his virginity at 15 and he almost got like pats on the back and like good job son you know boys will be boys this whole thing so you know I remember you talking about how you saw something where someone came to pick up their daughter yeah no prom. like honestly this that TI situation was like a proper light bulb moment for me um like I don't necessarily care well I do care but like but it's wrong what he did but I'm not too caught up on his on what T.I. did for me it was a revelation for myself personally in terms of like the potential indoctrination I'd been like Mm -hmm. receiving like throughout my time growing up Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying from my parents or anything like that but I mean from society so for example yeah so I was thinking about um like the scene in Bad Boys, I don't know if it's Bad Boys Two or the first one. Um, I think it's two, um, where Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Finally enough, he pops up again. I know it's again. all kind of weirdly linked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that famous scene where Martin. Um, so I think somebody's coming over to see his daughter. It's basically taking his daughter on a date, mm. and then um, Will Smith. Um, they basically like intimidate this guy that's come to pick up the daughter it's mm. the classic scene and then it, then there was another one that came to my mind which was um a movie that 50 cent starred in same exact scenario where this guy is coming over to pick up 50 cents daughter but in, in 50 cents case it was even worse um because 
he brought the guy in and was like, oh yeah, let me talk to you. I, I just need to, let me, I'm just going to have a minute with you. And he took him into this room mm-hmm. and inside this room was like a bunch of like gangsters in their like 30s, 40s. This guy is like, this young kid is like maybe 16, 17 yeah. years old. And he's like been walked into a room where like all these with guys a pack have, of wolves. yeah, have guns like ready and holstered up. And it's just... And like to, if, to say basically if you're gonna mess with my kids this is yeah, what's yeah, coming yeah. to you so it's like um yeah number one intimidating but then also it just like the light bulb that went off in my head was like um how can i put it like it's like an egoic thing or like something like that's being programmed into us like by all means yeah i maybe i'm talking like this because i've, I've not had a kid yet but it's it will be just, interesting to see how like, this surfaces if you have a daughter versus a like, son. Yeah, if there was like a picture of like toxic masculinity, I feel like that would be it. Mm. Um, because it's not like also as well, it's like, where's the trust in your daughter? Yeah. Um, if you raised her right, why are you so worried? Yeah, and I just basically I just feel like there's been so many instances where like there's all these premises and all these archetypal like things that have been sold to us like in various Mm-hmm. Um, like be it through music, be it through movies and stuff, like different, like mediums. just demonstrating that like these toxic behaviors is like a large part of being a man. Well, um, what it is is it shows what it does is it shows a reflection. You're wanting to control your child is a reflection of what you are capable of as a man. So if you're so concerned about what this man is going to do, taking your daughter on a date, it's because you know what you are capable of doing or you know how you view women that aren't your daughter, right? Yeah. So it's the same men that are controlling with their daughters are the same men that go to strip clubs and participate in that. It's the same men that speak, oh, yeah. that refer to women as bitches in their music. It's the same men that think that women are ultimately second-class citizens and they have a certain role in a relationship or they have a certain purpose in life. And... So what they're doing is they're protecting their child from from what they feel is the inevitable. But the solution is not to... When I say protect, what actually ends up happening is... They feel like they know what men are caging, like. And, uh, is cage, is actually... Uh, what's the word? Like imprisoning your child. Because y- your job should be to protect your children regardless, whatever gender your child is, yeah? But what happens with, with women is that you, you cage them. Um, and instead of doing that, the solution is actually just to change your own behaviour and change how men treat women, to change how men view women. And then we wouldn't have this problem. So naturally, when your daughter goes out on a date with a man, you're going to be concerned because of rape culture, because of misogyny, because of how, you know, one in three women are sexually assaulted. This is a real thing. This is a real threat. But taking it to the point where there's double standards between you and your son. So your son is allowed to go or lose his virginity at 15 or whatever, but your daughter has to be chased because your vision of what a good woman is, is someone that's untouched, someone that has not been messed with or has agency over her body. You want to be that first one that gets in there. So you that's how you view women. And you're, you judge women based on their number. How many, how many people have they slept with? And you're now projecting that judgment onto your daughter. So so what you're saying is, I don't want you to go out in the world with five five notches on your bedpost because otherwise a a good man will not want to be with you, will not want to marry you and continue my name or whatever. Do you understand? So that's where it's coming from. But ultimately it's rooted in your view of women. And that's what men don't understand. You're, you're projecting your views of women onto your child, right? And in, and in some ways, you're almost like sexualizing your child to, con- to be so concerned with your child's virginity to that extent. And this is happening around the world, by the way. This is, do you know what I mean? But, um, and, it, and, it, and the, the, there is a link between taking your daughter to the gynecologist and checking that she's a virgin right through to... Uh, female genital mutilation that happens worldwide right through to like just the continual um i guess demeaning and abuse of women if they're untouched if sorry if they've been if they're basically damaged goods or have been or are divorced or you know 
have had sex before marriage like there's so many different ways that this goes i was gonna say um another like another thing is is i feel like it's also indicative or illustrative of like how men see other men and like their friends and their peers and like their attitude towards relationships and like they don't want their daughters to be like to some to succumb or be victim to that yeah um like i'm looking at these um lyrics right now um, and i really recommend you listen to this song um kanye west violent crimes um so it was he's basically no like it's like if you look at the lyrics he's talking about how men are savage men are monsters men are uh, pimps and players um until they have daughters and then they become precautious and then he says father forgive me i'm scared of the karma because now i see women as something to nurture so it's like i feel like you become how can i put it you become so hyper aware and like all your past like sins and the toxic yeah. ways that you saw women come back to haunt you and this song is very very chilling like it's very like i again i've not had kids but i can i can imagine like some of the ways that i've like thought about women growing up and stuff like yeah. coming back it's, to haunt me when yeah. i have my own kid yeah and i just feel like again like coming back to the ti moment it, it just felt like that was like 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 a that so raven moment like looking into the future and seeing what you could potentially be like yourself mm-hmm. and i don't want i i saw that and i was like i don't want to be that that's not the right way and also as well i feel like in the past few years like i've really especially like seeing the feminist movement and stuff like it's really like um i guess like not not to say i had a poor view of women in the past but like i feel like i've like being more conscious and like yeah. trying not to fall into traps and not seeing women strictly as strict um as sexual objects or like seeing like the potential and like the yeah. stuff that you should see like regardless that shouldn't even be I was a struggle say like it should just it should, be adult. you should wait to have have a kid for this to come yeah, yeah it should be a default but i feel like again like as i said like growing up i feel like there's so many traps that are laid at our feet that people fall into and like it's just it's created a culture like that now is just like as they i think they call it what you is it the patriarchy or just like yeah it's just it's a it's it's so big that we can't even see it ourselves so this is the thing and maybe this is for another time but what what ends up happening is your misogynistic views of women so basically what you consider to be a woman's a woman's place so um you know the roles that they should have and all that sort of thing look at the end of the day there are biological differences and there is a big kind of fallback that men take as well you know i need to have a woman that is fertile that can carry on my legacy or can basically have my children um and that would be, a, I guess, a biological drive, right? So that's something that's kind of understood scientifically, that that is, what, that is what you seek in a partner, is someone that can carry, that's the fundamental biological drive. But how that's manifested now is all of this nonsense. So, okay, well, she, she has to carry my children, but she can't have ever had the opportunity to carry anyone else's children, so no, no sex with anyone else. Even though you don't hold those views for yourself, you're, you convince yourself that that is something that you need to go and do time 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 again um but that can't be the same for women and then also just taking it further of like well women don't have sex drive women don't have needs sexual needs um and for them to ever express that shows that they're a slut that they're damaged goods that they have no values and no morals and then you know you go even further of like well women can't dress like this so all of this stuff about you're not coming out of the house wearing a skirt all of you know and it just perpetuates rape culture that, and, and victim blaming that if you do go out of the house in a short skirt, then you deserve what's, what's coming to you instead of addressing what men are doing and how that, that behavior is perpetuated. We place the responsibility and the blame on women to behave a certain way and to have their certain place. So women, a woman's place is to wear this, do that, say nothing, don't have sex, you know, and, and also you know please men so my job is to say yes to you anytime is to be being the nurturing whatever you know and I think the tendency that even just moderate I guess the word moderate is 
open to interpretation but you know like you would consider yourself like a normal guy like you're not a misogynist by nature or you know whatever you not knowingly anyway well exactly because i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and pretend i'm like some sort of saint like i feel like the big thing the revelation that's come from this for me is like i'm questioning how much of my own thoughts in terms of like my cultural beliefs and stuff are, are my own or so how much has been like imparted to me through various and this is and this is like a the kind of the minor stuff so if, so if anyone that's got in a relationship with a woman and she wants to go out and dress a certain way like if i wanted to go out in a short skirt and a, and a bikini top like i want i'm not asking you to say what you but i'm just saying it's a rhetorical of like well basically if you're women if you're women it's possessive even just saying that the person you're with, see, it's, it's internalized like both ways. Um, if you're, if the person you're in a relationship with decides to take agency of her body and do do what she wants with it, go out naked for all she cares, that's going to be triggering to you. The, the way that you have perceived women, the way that you're programmed to view women and their place in the world and their place within your life, um, is reflective of is is reflected back to you when those things happen so when a woman decides to speak up or becomes the breadwinner in a relationship that can be triggering in a relationship that why is she earning more money than me how is this how did this come to be you know or a woman you meet a woman she's great but she doesn't want kids that's really that's really triggering to people much to say that you should force yourself to be with someone that doesn't have kids or or you know whatever but do you get what i'm saying yeah i was gonna touch them just ask to bring that element of things in like let's add a little conflict to this because obviously people have their own boundaries and the the things that they just won't tolerate or their likes and dislikes um i i feel like there's probably like a gray area where somebody might be expressing a dislike of a certain behavior because that's not what they would want for even themselves yeah and but then falling into the trap of potentially being misogynistic or do you get what i'm saying yeah, I think that that's it. Look, there, um, relationship is, is about negotiation and it's about both of you coming to the table with with your non-negotiables and the things that you're willing to negotiate. But I would hope that your non-negotiables are nothing to do with what the other person, you know, the other person's behaviour per se, but more their essence or the things that they value. So my non-negotiables were a kind, you know, generous, um, spiritual person, somebody, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so what you look like or how you dress was less of my concern. Do I have certain tastes? Do I prefer that you don't go out of the house in an Arsenal shirt every day? Yeah, I don't like, I don't like, right now. He's, he's wearing one it's right now. It's the FA Cup semi-final today. So. And it bothers me that you're so into <laughs> Arsenal, whatever, but I would hope that you're not projecting that same thing onto me where if I decide to wear a short skirt, turns out I don't turns out I prefer to dress I guess quote modestly I don't like to to do that but I would hope that if I ever did that you wouldn't think that that was something you know whatever but then the the the, the problem with this is like you're you have to move past your your basically your projections of what a woman's role or what women's place is because there are men in the world that have relationships and they're, and the women that they're with dress all kinds of ways or they do all kinds of things um, that are unconventional and they empower their person to do that. Like that's that's my person, that, that she's allowed to do what she wants to do and it's got nothing to do with me. And that's, I guess, in of itself a triggering thing because I think men are, are programmed to have control over the women that they're with. That's, that's ultimately what this comes down to. So if ever a woman goes beyond that box, that, that and your box is different from your friend's box, is different from Kanye West's box, is different from T.I.'s boxes, whatever, right? All of your boxes are different, but they're shaped by your worldview and what you were programmed to believe. So what I'm saying is, if ever a woman goes outside of your box, your friend might turn to you and say, you're letting, your, you're letting her do that, you're letting her do this, right? But your box is different from theirs, firstly. And secondly, none of you should be having boxes in the first place. You know, the thing, the problem is as well, is that like, whether you like it or not, people do value the opinions of others. Like we all look for like self-validation. We just spoke about self-esteem in the last one. Like it's, it's like, sadly, people do attribute value to what other people think and feel about their own situation, yeah. rightly or wrongly. Um, 
and like as you said if somebody expresses like we can see it on twitter all day especially to this the reaction to this um yeah, jada and will that. yeah situation like you can see people are bringing their own like standards to the table and then assuming that that should be the standard for everybody else Let's get into that. and then not allowing any room for nuance or like putting like their standards above like the basic human like tenants of like for example empathy or kindness to somebody that may potentially be hurting mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it's a big mixed bag this is one of those ones where it's like you just need to fall back and like have a decent baseline of like values yourself rather than like getting swept up into the source of everybody else because clearly we've created a system that is not like conducive or like welcoming or like fertile or like kind towards women like women yeah. I feel like have felt massively marginalized to an extent that I probably won't even be able to comprehend like it's just it's it's, it's all of this it's all this microcosm stuff this is this is the kind of I was just listening I'm not going to bait him out I was just listening to a podcast um you know the one I'm talking yeah about. a very good one it like it's a good one it's three it's three men yeah London based and they're talking about the situation and then they're referring to how well she's she's got that power, yeah, where she's probably so alluring that she ropes these men in, like Tupac and August Arsena, and she her she must be so good in bed. And they kept saying pussy, 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 whatever. And I was just like, yo, like you're you're trying to dissect this situation and this is the misogyny coming out. This is it. Right in front of my face. I'm trying to I'm trying to like support your channel, listen to this, you know understand your point of view and you're still insisting on talking in that in that manner do we have to go down that road that you're now envisioning yourself having sex with jada pinkett smith and thinking to yourself oh it must be that good that this is what this is how this is all transpired i'm who, i've been there firstly, reacting to who that cares? guy saying um what, what did he said that if he was to die today he'd be happy or something like yes because when you love somebody I'm not defending I'm not whatever but can we can we just can we think of women in a relationship as more than just what they bring to the bedroom can we could we entertain the yeah, idea yeah I guess because that did that statement what they were talking about there didn't even factor in how can she we entertain been, the idea that yeah, he he thinks that, that he can die happy because he's experienced a love that he's never experienced before and he was in love with somebody he was in love with somebody and like that can that just be enough i'm sure it was good but also i don't care right like what you do in the bedroom i don't it's not it's of no no concern to me and none of this is of any concern to us i think the whole point of this is like everyone's interjecting about what they would consider a good relationship and bad relationship and all of this and like he he's come out in public and said this stuff. Jada Pinkett Smith's now defending herself or or saying her piece on her on her platform with her husband sitting there, and then all of all of Black Twitter and everyone else is like coming for for both of them. They've all developed their viewpoint, and my position is none of this is our business. Secondly, firstly, secondly, like you said. And um, I completely agree. We're we're coming at this from our perceptions from our ego, our e- egoic position of what is acceptable in a relationship and what is acceptable for women to do. They've been when, on the... Oh, sorry to yeah. interject. I feel like they've just been on the, the firing line because their relationship and the way it's set up clearly it runs counter to how a lot of people think and feel, how a relationship should go. So I feel like this was... It's like a lot of pent-up, like rage that they're not like everybody else and then this is just given a chance for people just well, to tear their I, relationship down i don't down. necessarily agree i think well t- to tear yeah because when we build something up we tear things down i think everyone was referring to that jada and will love everyone was looking up to it but then there was also this undercurrent of suspicion about yeah. whether it was real or not and, and oh i'm sure he, he must be gay or they must be cheating on each other and all of this um so yeah, I feel like this is now it crashing down, and then they were making these awkward jokes on the red table, like bad marriage for life instead of bad boys for life. Yeah, ha ha ha, so funny. But like you know, at the end of the day, if it is, it is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's none, it's actually none of our business. And like everyone, I think if there's anything we can take from this is that 
the to to your earlier point about what the ti situation shows you about yourself is that we should be taking something about this from ourselves. it's not about them like we should not be coming out of the situation with a with a judgment on them we should be coming out of the situation with an an exploration of our own views everyone was coming for will smith saying you're not man enough you couldn't you couldn't keep you can keep your family together or your family doesn't respect you and why would you go back to her when she did all of this yeah they the situation happened they were separated they didn't they weren't together yeah and then this whole thing about august arsena asking permission quote permission from will smith and jada pinkett smith was like oh if anyone's going to give permission it's me yeah i'm totally on that like you you only you have permission can give permission for someone to to have sex with you right but what i will say when you're in a relationship you have to have an understanding of your boundaries right and if they were separated and he wasn't okay with her sleeping with someone else then that should have been communicated i know we're separated but here is my boundary my boundary is that I don't want I don't want us to go in different directions and be with other people. I want us to stay solo while we're separated and figure this out together. If that was his boundary, clearly it wasn't, right? As far as they were concerned, they were going to go see other people, right? She went and did that, and now it's come back around that he couldn't control his woman, right? So, do do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, there's two things there. Um, so I've again when I thought about this a bit more deeply about this August situation, him asking him. Yeah. I feel like if if I was to take the, all of them out of the equation and break it down and say if there was somebody, um, so say for example one of your friends. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of like somebody knows that that ex could potentially be feeling hurt, so they're gonna go up to them like a man and just and just yeah. tell them straight like, look, I like. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think it was was. more that. But then I feel like the way that it's been perceived has been twisted. And I think it doesn't... Twisted in both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I think it was more like he was trying to be respectful. Like, look, I know you're not together and like... Yeah, and obviously... In, and I think I heard Will say it that they, as far as he was concerned, like they, it felt like they were done. Yeah, they were fully done. Yeah, so it wasn't... I feel like people have taken that and like ran with it and not quite like worked out the dynamics of what it would have been then rather than instead I think they're just seeing that Will and Jada are still together now and are assuming that he asked permission whilst they were in the in context their, of still being exactly, together. Exactly, yeah. Um, and and I, think also, that's, yeah. That's, I think that's why the Red Table was like important to to, to like basically get that out there that, that they were fully separate. But I have a question for you. What So everyone's basically rinsing Will Smith my thing is, if if we're going to go down this misogynistic path, yeah, where it's up to the man to decide who she sleeps with or whatever, yeah, well, he, someone did ask him permission and he said yes, and now you're still not happy. So what you want him to do is is say no Be forever, right? So, yes. but I thought it was I thought as long as you ask permission, you go through the man. I thought that's all that was necessary. But no, now you want him to also just say no for the sake of, I don't want you to sleep with anyone else, da, 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 da. Like, what, so this is the kind of the toxic masculinity thing. It's like, it's never enough. It's never enough for a man to, Again, like, no, I feel like it's, people have this perception of what it means to be a man. A man in this situation is not gonna allow anybody, like somebody they perceive- anyone touch her. Lower them themselves coming around their woman. Yeah. Quote, air quotes, big time air quotes. Yeah. Um, I know, I keep doing air quotes here as if people, <laughs> Oh my god, I've just realised. Do I need to edit it? Like, ed- air quotes for every time I meant it and I didn't say it. Oh, sorry, yeah, remember you saying... Remember, it's an auditory. I know, sorry. I've been doing so many air quotes, guys. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just... I feel, I feel like this is, again, it's a, a situation where people are bringing what they what they perceive or what they would hope they would act like in that situation yeah. and bring it and I'm bringing it and bringing trying to project ego. it on, on him. And again, it's my big thing is... Like, my number one thing is this... The guy is hurting. Like it yeah. like I'm sure that was a really difficult time for him personally. If you Clearly, and I were like, separated yeah. and I went and did that. I would be was, hurt. Of I'd course be, like, you would. That shit, of like, course well, you would. That would be playing up on my mind for like even if I pretend to be outwardly cool, I'm sure it will still hit some sort of chord on me personally. Yes. Um 
and obviously I guess the dynamics were Irregardless so Irregardless of whether it was a, the man yeah. doing it or the woman doing it, I would feel equally hurt as well. Yeah, but I, I, I was going to say, I don't know what the, the ins and outs of the situation was at that time because clearly Jada felt like in a position where she was open to exploring relationships with other people straight, like mm-hmm. seemingly straight away, whereas he didn't seem... Well, like, we don't... Yeah, we don't every, know. Everyone yeah. keeps saying, yeah, of course he did, of course. We don't know, but... But yeah, yeah either way, I'm just like, he's... The, the, the bottom line is he's with her now. And I'm sure that knowing that there was this other person in the mix would have, like, not been... So, another thing that came out was that, why did you do it? I just wanted to feel good. He made me feel good. Yeah? So that was her her reasoning. So, clearly, she was not feeling good in the marriage. But everyone took that. Everyone, like, literally, everyone was like, oh, so you can't make her feel good during sex, so she had to go get it from someone else? Your perception of a woman feeling good is her orgasming. That's so. So her happiness and her 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 pleasure. Just leave her breathless be, be, after a session, and then apparently you've uh, done your is, job. Yeah, exactly. Like, what what is that about? What is that, Tom? Seriously, that bothered me. So we're now rinsing him because he apparently is not good enough in during in the bedroom, and that's why she had to go look elsewhere. Look, don't don't be so ridiculous and redundant they're in a 25 year marriage they've got two kids together and i i i'm pretty certain that your happiness and your satisfaction and your and your pleasure within a marriage is is beyond the the bedroom it's everything it's about 95 percent everything else but this is the problem i feel like in terms of like what our culture sells to us and stuff it's like six being successful with your like i guess from a childish mindset like that is can you just sexually satisfy the person as opposed to all of this other stuff which is probably even way like probably it is way more important important, but it's like society doesn't recognize that or it's not reflected in our movies it's not i'm I'm gonna wager that they were having lots of sex and that wasn't cutting it yeah do you know what i mean like uh, you know, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's great in the bedroom. And yet that still wasn't enough because it never is. It never could be. You could have, you know, and so I just think that the way we perceive... People are too simple-minded. Like, we're rinsing cause... this man for not being able to keep his family together, yeah, apparently, because uh, his their kids make jokes about Tyler the Creator being their dad or Tupac you know, whatever, whatever. Like, honestly, people what I'm are saying. so people have savage it in and for them. hurtful. And then, so her her wanting to feel good is apparently a joke and that he should have reined her in and said, no, you're not allowed to feel good. Your perception of what a woman feeling good is is so, is so reductive and shame on you. And then the third thing about giving permission. So like all of this is like, we're gonna, we're gonna gather all this information and rinse him for it. And the like you said, he's he, this guy's a hurt man. If this ever happened to you, you would feel hurt. Now, is this a reason to break up with your marriage entirely? He said, I, I thought I'd never speak to you again. I'm pretty sure he's a 50 year old plus man. Like he's got the he's 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 grown. He's mature. He's he's got the foresight to understand what is good for him and what and what isn't good for him. And what you said was they're together now. It's happened. They've gone for it. No, well, and we're the reason here why now. I'm saying that, that, why I stress that point is because I think people are, again, they're not looking at the nuances. They're seeing that these two people are together who have and they've assumed that there's not been any breaks or any turbulence in the relationship. And then they're hearing that this guy came and asked for permission to yeah. get what. So they, they feel like. So, what is your, like, what are your thoughts on, like, how masculinity plays out in this when it comes to open relationships and that, that double standard? Because. What we're not seeing, to your point, what we're not seeing is what he's done or whatever. And we're not we're not going in on her for not being able to keep her man happy and all this, all that, right? Because it's expected that men go out and do that shit. Yeah, what I, do you think? Well, my main thoughts at the moment is that I feel like um, the way that everybody's like lambastering them and rinsing them and, and all sorts... It kind of like it sends a message almost mm-hmm. that like to everybody else that like if you exhibit these behaviors or if you like do any of these acts, so like for example, give permission to another man to to um like basically pursue a relationship with somebody you've been seeing mm-hmm. or 
all of the other like accusations that are being leveled at them or you're not satisfying your your lady mm-hmm. in the bed and stuff mm-hmm. i feel like it's like showing like look this is the example of what will happen to you so it's kind of like you know when somebody cracks it's like the they're whip. a cautionary tale yeah. and you've you've now yeah it's like the, the whip has been cracked and then there's people in the lineup that don't want the whip being cracked on them so now you're going to get people that are going to now start to assimilate themselves to these new standards that are being perpetuated by the mob hmm. that's my biggest thing and then i feel like that is how you get like misogynistic societies you get your the it's music that herd mentality yeah, it, it is and it's like yeah. You, I feel like there needs to be more people that stand out and just be like, no, or just try and well, see the situation. that's what they're doing, technically. See the situation for what it is. Because again, this story, like, it's, I feel like it's so, there's so many important nuances that, that get missed or that get swept over so, like, so easily. And people are just seeing, like, this, like, I don't know, like, this distorted big picture like an infidelity has occurred mm-hmm. you did nothing you didn't take any revenge or you didn't like um uh, what's it called like other people hotting up the person like you should have like beat this man up or ended his career or something do you get what i'm saying they're yeah. not seeing like it's just as yeah i think that's the key thing i feel like it creates an unfair cautionary tale for and just it makes people more less of themselves or less especially it. if you're if if you really respect will smith and now you're seeing him get rinsed and he's now being yeah. become a meme and we're not actually just letting someone be hurt and be okay with like that. people and need to check in on him like I'm, I'm sure he's probably like mentally strong enough to overcome this and look, you can probably they, see this, this happened a while ago like yeah. they look he he's he's good it's just the fact that well, this i hope is he's all, good <laughs> no i'm saying like i'm sure he's got a network he's got his yeah. people but the fact that this is all gone public and it's just like everyone is it just feels stupid pack of wolves coming yeah. for them and i don't want to get swept up and i feel i feel as i said for the ti situation with this situation i just feel like it's just showing me like and it's really woken me up that there's probably been so many times where I've been caught up in the herd and like felt away towards someone without seeing like the true ins and outs or not being respectful of that person's like like their own liberties or exactly we want to police women's behavior because it it's reflective of our so our it's basically respectability politics so if she if she behaves in a certain way then I can I can feel okay in the world Another thing as well, just quickly, sorry, I just thought I had to get this point out. I feel like um, a lot of people, like I heard a quote, I didn't, I didn't listen to that podcast that you um, you Uh, watched because I I saw that I knew these, I know these guys, I like them on other subjects, but I knew that there was going to be some comments flung that I wouldn't have personally agreed with in terms of where I am now. Um, but the question is, Tom, would you... And look, this isn't any judgment, but you probably would have laughed at them a few years ago, say? Yeah, well, this is the point that I'm not trying to get onto. Yeah. I've, I heard him... One of them, basically... You were in the kitchen when you were listening to it, so I, I, was, I was in the I living room. So I didn't get to that. see who said it, but um, I heard a comment said that... Um, that she she's out here with her red table talk telling everybody how to be or like basically yeah. talk it's basically saying that she virtue signals yes um and then she meanwhile she hasn't been she's like, got problematic behaviors or herself she, or, or all yeah, sorts yeah. and i feel like now people are taking this situation and are using it as a case study to be like look this is why i'm not going to take anything you say seriously and because yeah. that to me the red table talk has been quite a basically we a, want perfect people perfectly packaged people that have, have done all the healing in the world to present solutions to us but that's not reality not, even uh, the not, dalai lama not, has well, problems I'm, I'm, yeah potentially yeah, i'm sure he does I, I feel like now people are going to take this and it's basically like a black mark on her name and anything that she says does isn't of any value. There's no point. We might as well shut down the red table talk. Like, yeah. who are you to speak and all this and that. But, and I just feel like now it's just discrediting all of the good work that's been put Here's in. Here's a question. Would that, would that happen if she was a man? There's, <sighs> there's many uh, men uh, that have transgressed... And they I, it, keep their I don't. It's, it's the the saddest Correct? thing is the saddest thing is is it's it's how is the story spun? Can you spin it to your favor? Well, this comes like, back to the double and, standards. Yeah. I just don't think that she would be that she her respectability and and like look those those criticisms are valid. I think in my view, I think that there's there is something there about um, 
you know, when people use the word healing, oh, I did it for my healing, I did it for my healing. Healing for whom? You know, if you're if you're just doing stuff, like some people that, that ban that word about constantly end up being the most toxic people in your life because they're constantly doing stuff for, that quote their healing and they they basically bulldoze a, a path for themselves and hurt people along the way and that and there doesn't seem to be any accountability so you know her for her healing caused caused the hurt of two men in her life and that's something she needs to live with and that's something i'm sure that she's processing or if she's not you know whatever it's her business and it's their business you know I think how they, they relate have... to her how they choose to have her in her life in their life because this person hurt them so will smith has to make a call has made a call of this person hurt me and i've i've decided to stay with them august salcina said this person hurt me and I, and I no longer want to speak to her again right they've both made their decisions but now we're still coming coming for her with that and i just wonder that you know everyone is everyone should be if you're on a public platform you know especially if you're promoting healing and you're promoting all of these things then you know when you've when you mess up you need to you know step up to the plate and say something but I, I, would we do this with if it was a man would we really question her validity if she was a man i don't think so my thing is this and this is just me like hopefully giving a fair opinion or a fair comment i think in terms of how they handled that situation i think they should have brought a third party into it so you know like how on previous Red Table yeah. Talk episodes she has like maybe a doctor or a, or a psychiatrist or something. I well, think if had, they... They had someone before, a couple of years ago. No, but this, I mean, this woman called Dr. Yeah. S. I'll put her, the person in the description, by the way. Yeah, go for it. But yeah, I feel like in this situation it would have taken the heat off of themselves because you could have you like by all means spoken on an like from a personal level but then if they bring it back down to like the theory and the intellectual uh, the, like the behavioral psychology behind it it would have taken some of the venom away because i feel like it would have then forced people to think more objectively about the situation yeah. rather than trying to like be the judge jury and executioner because that's yeah. what that's the position that i felt like the audience felt that they were in um the thing and then, these and, two, yeah go on um, i want to get your opinion on this as well I might the one person I'm not happy with in this whole situation is the August guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why did you bring this? Like, what, 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 what do you get from talking about this publicly? Like, uh, well, what, it's like, his. I I feel like it's his story to tell. At the end of the day, if something happens to you and you didn't sign an NDA. It's kind of on you if you want to talk about it. That's uh, she, at the end of the day. Look, he doesn't owe them anything. He's not family. I think there is an argument to make that he was manipulated and that he was at his most vulnerable. He was taken in and, and and I guess it was a friendship. It became more than that. And he was an addict. He was dealing with a lot of stuff. He was very unwell. And it kind of escalated to a situation where he, you know, he was really in love. And then she decided, oh, actually, I'm married now and I want to go back to being married, you know. And then it kind of fell apart, right? So whatever he's feeling anger resentment revenge whatever it was it's kind of it's not really for us to police that i guess i feel like there's there's conversations here about like you know don't be so messy with your transgressions like mm-hmm. get an nda in place or whatever um but you know this is human life this is this is what happens and i just feel like we're just putting these people on a pedestal He's a 22, you know, when it when it all happened, like 23 year old, 21 year old, and she she was in her 40s, and there's there's a com there's a whole other conversation there. I didn't know that. Tom, (laughs) we have another. We could do another hour on that. Oh man, that's not. Listen, because there's this has been sort of more masculinity and the toxic. But there's a toxic femininity aspect. Like we need to do that. There was um yeah, just touching on that. I guess if we do have that conversation, I want to talk about um, what's his name, Pete uh, from SNL. Oh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson when he did his special, like just after. Oh his yeah, and breakup. he was with Kate Beckinsale. Um, no, no, not even that. He, mm. um, he was talking about the Ariana Grande situation and that how she made a comment about, oh yeah, I love Pete. He had a really, really big penis and he was great oh, in yeah. bed and stuff. And then, like, oh yeah. And then yeah. obviously, like Pete felt. Like this violated is like, by that yeah exactly and there's there's this there's that whole the double st- let's do let's do another episode for real let's go back to this one though um 
Yeah, so I feel like he's he's within his right, and then they're within their right to to say what they say. I think the whole point of this, though, is that like there is the, there is a gray area, which is the full on truth of the situation. And at the end of the day, for them to 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 have gone through everything they've gone through and decide to be together, power to them. Like truly, that's what I feel. And we cannot be judging people for how they choose to be in a relationship. I remember being um we spoke about this like so judgmental of people that I knew like older people like friends of family or whatever who there was there was uh, you know um what's the word adultery what's the other word for that infidelity and they would stay together and my 16 year old self was like oh my god I could never that's so you're so disrespectful of yourself like you have no respect for yourself you're staying with that person oh my god and I just don't think that's our business or our place anymore you know, to have those strong feelings because I would never know what would be possible if you and I were in that situation. So, you know, I don't know. What do you think? I actually, I was going to ask, like, let's let's step back from, I guess, both the TI situation and the Jada. Yeah. And what 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 do you think are your big picture takeaways that people can potentially <laughs> take away from this in regards to big, masculinity? Big one, big one. Probably the only one. What women do is of no concern to you. It's of, it, it, it truly is none of your business. Like the only way it's your business is if you're in a relationship and you have agreements on what is acceptable and acceptable for you both to do. And those things should be equal. You cannot ask me to not go sleep around if we're separated, but you go do the same thing. Do you understand? So if there's a relationship and you've come to a, a you've come to an agreement and you've and you've come to negotiations on what is acceptable for both of you to do and not do, that is okay within the context of your relationship. But in terms of how we control women, how we perceive and view women, like you're if you see a woman on the street, you've never met them before and they're dressed in a certain way or they do a certain job or they speak a certain way or they earn more money, whatever it is, they aren't it is of no concern to you you need to mind your own own business and and carry on because the the way that rape culture is perpetuated is through these ideas that women should behave in a certain way and the way rape culture victim blaming all of this is perpetuated is through your own projections of what a good woman should be and you need to literally like bum them they're not, they don't mean anything they're, they're just projections of your own trauma of your own childhood of the only of the own ways of, of the ways that you were programmed you know of the way the media portrays women like none of this none of this makes sense none of this is actually based in the reality of what women are actually like women women are powerful women are are intelligent they are they have agency over their life and over their body and and you should have zero place in telling them otherwise that's that's my message whether it's your child whether it's your wife whether it's the person you're having open relationship with whether it's the one night stand you're with it doesn't your boss your colleagues like they it's literally none of your business step back see them as equals they are truly equal to you and i think there's another there's a whole other episode we could do on just raising raising children like just what what our perceptions of that are um because I think the way that this is perpetuated is through your through your daughters. So how you how you you raise your daughter produces a, a, a woman that is it depends. Like, are they going to be confident? Are they going to know themselves? Are they going to know their, their what they can do with their body and the agency they have over their body and over their mind? All of those things are you know all their all their potential in their career or in their relationships or in their sexuality. All of those things are forged in the in the relationship they have with their parents and the relationship they they have with society. And you are an a, a incredibly important part of that, whether you're the mother or the or the father, particularly the father, I'd say. I feel like this is the sentiment behind the gender nonconformity movement. Because mm-hmm. um, you know when people are trying to raise their kids like without ha- um, trying to avoid gender constructs as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what they're seeking to address. But then, yeah, that's that's very messy. I'm not trying to get into that. Yeah. Um, but I, f- 
like in terms of me and like yeah, what do you think? my big takeaways is this it's just that I want to just try and, and see to what percentage or to what degree some of my thoughts and feelings and my attitudes towards some certain things has come from external like societal forces yep. as opposed to which ones are like innately belong to me um, and then also as well like looking forward to um, if I potentially have a daughter one day um I guess trying to increase like my vision or like my um perspective in terms of what I would hope for her yeah um and not just limiting it limiting it towards like I just need to protect her or like that should just be a default exactly type thing yeah for for both of them and hopefully executed in a non-toxic type way um Obviously, no one's perfect, and we all are gonna like damage our kids mentally in some capacity. Oh, that's inevitable. But <laughs> like, if I can try and get through that experience, um, experience as unscathed as possible, and to also impart a sense of vision into what my uh, my potential unborn daughter could be in the future, that I guess is something I'm hopefully going to try and strive towards, um, and not just again, as I said, like limiting her towards like. Um, like just being pretty or or all of yeah, the exactly, other like exactly. typical things just like yeah i hope i can impart that and hopefully they grow up to be an amazing person that's like able to contribute and give to the world and obviously exactly and that doesn't have to just be themselves. through their looks or through yeah. their offspring right? and then <laughs> the other thing as well is just um yeah i think those are the main two the, i have like supplemental feelings like it's becoming evidently clear to me that I feel like guys can be empathetic towards like their boys and stuff. Like, for example, I've gone through situations that have been pretty rough and I've come out on, on the not so good side, but there's people, people have been there for yeah, me. I've rallied. So yeah, yeah. And, and people have rallied behind me. So I feel like we, as men, we are capable of it. Like, right. and we have instances where we have been there for people like in our lives and stuff. But then for some reason, when it, when it comes to like people outside of our circles it just seems to be no holds barred yeah like and we we just literally throw the kitchen sink like it's just all sorts of debauchery just happening like jokes jokes yeah like there's just nothing is spared it's literally just it's open and it goes back to that herd herd mentality we want to feel safe within our our circle yeah and, was, and you yeah. want to be around people that have the same values as you so if you see something happen outside of your circle that's different you you kind of rally together to and again to, as well yeah. like the, I, I really fear for the people that are like neutral in this um circumstance because like they may not have like an, a, a strong objection to what will and jade are or, or but T. they I. get roped in but yeah they get roped in because they don't want to be the guy on the end of like do you get what we're just we're just not used to i think generally we're not used to forging our own views even if they go against the grain right yeah i think it happened because if we were to take it down the scientific route obviously when we're kids we depend on our parents to look after us and to protect us and to give us shelter and we can't survive without them so what they think of us becomes really really important we care if our parents care about us and think that we're doing well we we basically love validation and then this and then whole we process go and grow up and yeah. seek that elsewhere yeah and this whole process of like growing up and becoming independent it's not so easy to transition when it comes to like seeking your own validation like that part i think that transfer like yeah, it, it's not it's a missing. seamless one and it's very very hard but it's also very very important when it comes to like being your own person and my thing is and my question to people listening to that to this is like don't you want to be your own person like that stands up on their own two feet and that has their own opinion like are you always just gonna like be buying into the thoughts and feelings of others like and judging people that don't have your that's my thing is i think forging your own independent thoughts one is like a huge step even if it goes against the grain the second thing is don't judge other people that don't have that view yeah right because that's that's how this has all come to be it's basically online harassment and bullying yeah like and and that's it's so normalized on social media but it but that that is what's happening and i think you know all of this stuff that comes out public naturally we're gonna derive our own judgments and feelings about it but the question is 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 that is that where it stops or are you going to try and develop a way of of living or thinking that is more healthy for you are you is this an opportunity for learning and growing 
or are you just gonna chalk this up to judging other people and i think that's the tension a bible verse just came to my mind oh go on and end it here simple one let he without uh, let he without sin cast the first stone there we go it's so true and we don't live by that we don't religious or not by the way religion plays into this massively when it comes to control (laughs) of women i like promise you everyone listening like that's not that didn't, that, laughing, that didn't go past me. Like, I, I'm very aware of that. and But I think that's a whole other that's episode. Another, yeah. So don't don't worry. Like, we want to get into that. Okay. No, I don't want to go into that. I want to get into that. Right, <laughs> go on. You can do a solo episode on that. Okay. <laughs> or invite somebody else. I'm not getting stuck into that. That's Fair not, enough. That's a hot mess. Um, but yeah, I guess, guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully we've this given you fun. some food for thought. And I guess we will do the flip side of this, which will be... Yeah, that would be really interesting. Because there is some... No one's exempt from our judgment. (laughs) Because even this Johnny Depp situation that's popping off at the moment. We're getting into it, I promise you. Yeah, we'll we'll try and come back soon. Maybe the next episode we'll make that one. But I just need to do a little bit of digging and and familiarise myself with the with the texts as they would say in literary <laughs> circles and academic circles do a literature review okay 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 um and all that jazz but yeah um thanks for listening i uh, hope Tim. you guys are not roasting as much as i am right now we need to lobby this country so we can get ac inbuilt into all new future houses but until that point thank you it's been and real goodbye. it's been real